Welcome to the United by Culture podcast. This is episode six coming to you. Uh, just a little note before we go any further, uh, we uh, will be uploading this podcast on a Saturday uh, at the start of the Verona Napoli game. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties when we were recording, uh, we couldn't upload on our regularly scheduled day, which is Wednesday. So that's just an FYI for all the people listening, all of the five people listening. Um, we thank but, you. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, but yes, we will be back to our Wednesday schedule this coming week. But in the meantime, Robbie, shall we start discussing some of these matches? Yes, before sir. they start. Awesome. Let's do it, man. All right. So let's start with your team, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Hit me. What What are you thinking? What are your thoughts there? At Torino. Not an easy game. Not an no, easy game. Not at all. You got to have it. Um, last year, you did the double. That's Both right. Both one nothing wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you did your phone behind Milan in the table. Absolutely. You just got to keep pace, even though Milan have a big game. We'll talk about that after. That's right. Um, got to have it. It's just... You need Toro at his best. Mm-hmm. You need, like, midfield's got to be class. It's just, Torino are coming off a game where they lost an emotional game to Juventus. Yep. You had to break in between, so maybe they've settled. Um, But Inter also coming off a draw. That's just, right. This is a get-right game. You know, you were easily in control of where you were on the table, top of the table, cruising. And then you drop points to Bologna. You lose to Sassuolo. Like that's right. Just this is a gotta have it game on the road in Turin. Not easy, but if you want to win the Scudetto, right. this is this is the game you win. So mm-hmm. just one game at a time. Win this on the next. No, I mean you said you said it all. Uh, absolutely. This is uh, this is a game that Inter should win. Um, Torino is not the side that will just give you an easy game usually, but they still should win this. Uh, you know, Torino also has some potential issues in, in this game specifically with Alessandro Buongiorno being gone, right? So he he's a pretty big part of that back line. Uh, and he's a, he's a key player there with Schurz. So the thing is, that's going to likely hamper them. You know, it's not as if they have so many disposable players on uh, on their bench, right? They can just, you know, go to. So that can definitely hit them hard. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't have talent, right, as well. They do have uh, an explosive player still in Zapata, right? He can still be a physically um, demanding presence up front. And then you've got Richie, Samuele Ricci, right? What a young player he's turning out to be. What a player. He is a star in the making uh, for Torino as well. That was a great buy. So he's been awesome. It's a it's definitely a team that could do things right. You wouldn't exactly think, oh no, no, this team couldn't accomplish much of anything. They they could. Uh, see, we've seen lesser teams do more, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, they could definitely, if all goes right to them, they're playing in the Conference League. That's probably what right. their goal would be before the season. My favorite storyline of this, though, is <laughs> the Bellanova revenge game. 
Ah, yes. He's coming in first game back against Inter. That's right. I mean, this is this is a nice revenge game spot for him. So it'll be interesting to see him versus DeMarco and Bastoni on that right flank. It'll be it'll be fun. Let's see what he has. Yeah, I it'll mean, be interesting. I've never been a big fan of Bonova. Mm-hmm. He's just a speed guy. Yeah. Terrible touch. He's never going left. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Where have I heard same, that before? Just, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, it's Denzel Dumfries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, Bellanova has a lot more speed than Dumfries. But, yes. yeah, you know, Dumfries is a good enough player. He just isn't. I think the big thing is Inter have had so many right backs, and that's that have been class. The yes, last like, few years, so right. I feel like I'm holding that against Dumfries. Well, he's just he's just a good, solid right back. He's not a right wing back. I should clarify. He's not elite. Like he's not Jared right. Cello. He's not no, no, Akimi, no. Of course, which yeah. those two are unbelievable. So yeah, it's, they are it's hard to hold that against him, but I kind of mm-hmm. do because he's not those guys. No, um, no, he's definitely not. You're absolutely right. I wanted him to be that twelve million dollar buy, sell him yeah, for forty, yeah. sell him for right. that. Oh, buy Hakimi for forty, sell him for seventy a year later. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I like the ambition there. Yeah, yeah I like the ambition. Yeah. Got to give it to you. I mean, look, look, it's uh, you know, I said all the nice things about Torino. Now I'm gonna say some mean things about them. Um, <laughs> you don't have to look far, right? Um. Uh, Unfortunately, they're ranked 15th in the league, and we're talking about 20 teams here, okay? So, like, it's not as if, like, it's 15 out of, you know, 30. This is 15 out of 20. That's that's very bad. 0.8 goals a game is not a good sum. That is not a good output to have, right? They haven't scored in the last three matches. Also, not a good sign that goes hand-in-hand with that. So, that gives you right there some, you know, blaring warnings. Uh, sure, they're, you know, they seem to have a really good time at home but this is Inter we're talking about right doesn't matter how good a time you're having at home this front duo of Turam and Martinez boy what a dynamic duo they are I mean Lautaro is at 10 goals right there's no way that this game should end without a victory for Inter yeah and the Turam by looks so fantastic because he's such a different striker than Lukaku. Lukaku Very. is a man who's going to want to get the goals. He's wanting mm-hmm. the glory. Trump, the way he runs, he dribbles, he dribbles off the ball. That's right. Just, it feels like it's perfect for Lataro where he just mm-hmm. goes into space and opens it up for Toro. Absolutely. And that's why we see all these goals now from Toro. One, Trump's that's a right. fantastic passer. Yes. Yes, but not is. even just that. He'll go mm-hmm. into a spot where Denzel will have the ball and take away a defender or two. And now all of a sudden, Toro's just running into space and smashing it into the back of the net. Uh, so it just feels like we're getting more opportunities for Toro, which is absolutely great because he's been our best player. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just complement each other so well. And then Toram, oh, they do. To, he puts the ball in the back of the net as well. Well, that's the wonderful thing is uh, he can do both. That's because he has played as a winger uh, at a point in his career as well. So he's got that ability to to, to really just kind of nail those crosses over or passes in, into the box. And he, he knows how to do that. He plays well off of him and vice versa, Martinez and, and he do. Uh, so like they, they, they do a great job 
Um, I, I will say the thing I love about Durham uh, as well as his discipline, he has zero yellow cards at all. <laughs> He's got Can't good say discipline. The same about Toro. No, you cannot <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> But he does have good discipline, which means you know he's less of a wild card. Uh, Toro can be a bit of a wild card for sure. Yeah, that's uh, why they, the nickname's El Toro. You know, the bull right. in the china shop. I get it. I get it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to give it to Taram, right? Two goals, five assists. That's a that's a good tally for just eight games. Really good yeah. tally. So this game should be an to win. Uh, now let's make a quick prediction here, rather than doing this at the end of the podcast and sort of forgetting about it. Let's uh, yeah, let's make our predictions. What do you uh, make of it? 2-2-0 Inter. Yeah, that's, I'll back that. That seems like the, ra- the, the likely outcome, rational outcome, 2-0 uh, Inter for me as well. That's, I don't, I don't I, this Torino team doesn't inspire me. But yeah. and the, that's that. I just don't trust their offense to no, same. enough. Yeah. Well, I think Inter are good at really killing play. From well, especially with the defense, too. I mean, yeah. that's... It's not the same defense, you know. No. Granted, Bastoni seemingly regrew his sea legs. I, I don't know what's going on. but <laughs> I don't know what's happening with him. Yeah. I, hopefully, you know, that little break, you know, I don't know. We'll see. He didn't look great for Italy. Didn't look great. <laughs> no, he against, did not. Uh, Sociedad. So we'll see. We'll see. His confidence might be a little shaken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just so we uh, stick with this uh, Inter theme, right? Let's talk about Inter's upcoming matchup against Salzburg. Right, uh, right. Champions League matchup. Um, might as well stay on the train. So the game's on uh, the twenty fourth, right? Twelve forty five. This feels Eastern. like what was that? Eastern. Eastern. Ah, my bad. You're right. That's right. <laughs> we are recording in the United States, so of course, yes, Eastern Eastern time. Um, much much different timing for <laughs> Europeans out there. But um, let's see this game. Should be an Inter win. I mean, they've they've won two of the games they've played against Salzburg. There's no reason why Inter should not win this game again. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. You just got to win your games at home and take care of business. Like, don't lose on the road. That's, exactly. That's right. kind of that's kind of the strategy you got to go yeah. in. Like, if you want to just advance from the group, mm-hmm. Inter should be winning this group. But Absolutely. Salzburg, they got the win at Benfica, which mm-hmm. is a very big win for the group. It is because um, Benfica was the pot one team. That's right. Um, even though it still feels like Inter's group, yeah. Um, it just feels like you gotta beat Salzburg. Salzburg are a good team that are gonna have consistent young player, exciting Absolutely. players. Yep. And that, then they move on to bigger and better places. No offense to Salzburg in their own right. Like mm-hmm. when they had Holland and Minamino and all those players, like. They went toe to toe with Liverpool, yeah, and they can go toe to toe with big teams. They're just their aspirations aren't winning the Champions League. No, their no. aspirations are winning a Conference League is probably best, but they'll never be in that because they're so good in Austria. They're yeah, going to win that league all the time, and yeah, just Inter's got to have it like that. You're in. Mm-hmm. Tied for first with Sociedad right now, both on four points. Salzburg's at three. If you win this game, and maybe Benfica get a result right. um, against Sociedad, you're going to be sitting pretty, especially with Benfica at home to Sociedad. Um, oh, absolutely. It, I mean, this is. It just yeah. feels like the next two matches are against mm-hmm. Salzburg. 
if you take care of both of them, you're going to be cruising into the round of 16. Completely agree. Completely agreed. I mean, there's no reason uh, why this game should not end with an Inter win. Uh, and even, you know, so if they are able to pull through with our prediction, essentially, that they're going to win here, they potentially be top of the table, depending on what happens with uh, Real Sociedad and Benfica. You yeah. did just mention that they're playing at the Benfica's uh, home ground, so that can be tricky for Real. Um, and they're not the best side, even though that game against Inter was... I think it showed a better view of that team than they really should be. Uh, they're not as good as, as they played in that game, or as well as they played and as shittily as Inter played. But let's, let's just yeah. put that in. I mean, playing at on on the road or at home, like at home, teams play their best. That is right, just a known thing. And Sociedad played really well. Yeah, home. they did. Um, they looked like a fantastic team. I mean, even in La Liga, they're four two and zero at home. Right. So it's not like that's a just a Champions League trend. Like that's just a a trend. They've beaten some good teams. Um, but when they played Inter, they boom right away. They got the goal on the Bastoni mistake, and yeah. looked like a very good, formidable team. Right. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's a fair point, but I, I, I just mean in terms of comparison, um, for sure, these two teams don't compare. Uh, that's essentially where, where no. sort of I, I see that, and and need to really let them play their game, and that's that's the issue. They let them control the tempo uh, a lot, which they cannot do. But you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. This team can be dangerous, and if you let them play their game, they will. Um, then again, anyone will, right? So if you let any team play their game, they will take it to you. But with that, let's make our predictions and move on. Uh, Inter 3-1. Hmm. I'm going to stick with 2-1. 2-1 Inter. Inter win, but it's going to be a little, a little challenge, I'd, I'd say. Uh, so with that, those predictions about Inter, let's uh, move on to the next game. It should be an interesting one, the uh, Lazio Sassuolo game this coming week, huh? All right, yes. What a toss-up. I mean, it's just, you don't know what you're going to get with Lazio. And I guess nope. you don't know what you're going to get with uh, Sassuolo. Sassuolo is no. going to go as Pinamonte, Loriente, and Berardi go, as I've That's said, right. both said multiple times. And mm-hmm. no Mobile for Lazio. So no. can Tati Cast- Castellanos carry the load? MLS his own. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Debatable. such a challenging. Yeah matchup when you just look at it because mm-hmm. you just don't know which team you're going to get absolutely going to get the Sassuolo that went toe-to-toe with inter and juventus and smashed them mm-hmm. um or are you going to get the one that drops points to Mon- monza That's so it's right. like and then lazio like who knows what's happening with lazio at this point like yeah. it just feels like they put in class performances against Atalanta yep. and Napoli, mm-hmm. and then they just lay eggs against they do. Milan. They drop points to Monza. They Absolutely. drop points to Genoa and Lecce. Like it's just, which team are you going to get? It seems like against the bigger teams, they're performing outside right. of Juventus. Um, mm-hmm. 
But then same with Sassuolo. Are Sassuolo right. going to think of this as a big game, or are they just going to come in all relaxed, like thinking, oh, yeah, we got this? Yeah. It's, it's just, you just don't, it's so hard to know what you're going to get with either of these teams. They're so inconsistent, and both are probably vying for Europa slash Conference League mm-hmm. at this point. Lazio, of course, are in Champions League and want that, but right. it's... They're not repeating coming in second again. I'll say no, that. no. I'll I agree. That take. I don't think yeah. they make Champions League. Mm-hmm. It just feels like they're not the better side in Rome. No, even though like Roma haven't been great. Mm-hmm. Um, Fiorentina look good. Napoli, of course, that's right. The champs, Juventus, mm-hmm. Inter Milan. Like, who are they going to pass for top four? Exactly. Heck, top six. So it's just like it's going to be a tough, tough year for them. Oh, I agree completely. I mean, we've talked about this uh, topsy-turvy season that they've had. Uh, totally inconsistent, totally unpredictable. And uh, there's, it's not as if they're lacking talent, right? It's not as if the talent on the roster just isn't there. They have talent. So there's really no excuse for for this the, the start of the season, these performances, right? And the, the issue is that sort of exists for these teams immediately sort of highlight or are highlighted um, the moment you just take a deep dive right into their, their stats for the season. Sassuolo haven't kept a clean sheet in 13 games. That tells you something. <laughs> That's unreal. That is a long streak, right? To just, you can't even keep one clean sheet in 13 games. Not one. That's not good. Doesn't say much about the uh, the defense at all, right? And on Lazio's end of things, well, Ivan Pravidel is one of the best young goalkeepers in this league, right? He's had a great season. He had one of the best headers I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I mean, wow. What a striker. This is like a Giroud flip, you know? But maybe they should put him in front. I don't know. Just have him head the ball the whole time. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but speaking of scoring on the other end Sassuolo's Domenico Berardi who I love so much I mean he is an amazing player right he's a catalyst for this Sassuolo team as we've spoken about many many times but he's a little inconsistent he has a tendency to sort of disappear in games and they they can't have him do that I mean for one because they they rely on him so heavily um, he's had the most shots on target per match for Sassuolo, 1.9 per game. That's pretty pretty decent. Um, but he's only got five goals, and I say only with you know air quotes because that's you know that's not a low sum by any stretch of <laughs> imagination. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> not a low sum, mind you. I'm just saying that for a player of his quality, I've seen him take some shots where you're you're thinking, okay, if you had taken an extra second, if you have taken an extra step maybe that does go in, right? And, and that's what I mean. Like, his quality is far higher than what he plays to, I think. And maybe yeah. that's just me being overly critical. That feels overly critical. But also, like, Sassuolo, you know, since they've haven't, they've led in the goal every game for 13 straight. And yes, probably, that's right. if you just skip that one game, it probably goes yeah. back a lot farther than that. They're an all-vibes team. Yeah, um, they are. It's They got to score goals to win. And that's what the... Berardi, Loriente, and Pinamonte, they're going to go as they go. Um, yeah. 
So that's why Burry is just taking all these shots because he knows he's got to. And Loriente got to shoot more. Benamente got to shoot more. Yes, got to score more. Absolutely. Like it's just like, yes, it would be easy if they just locked down defensively. But right. they're just an all vibes team. It's less no, goals. You're right. goals. And you're right. yeah. if they score, I mean, if you score three goals a game, you're going to win a lot of games. So yeah. it's just like, that's true. I mean, they have 12 goals and eight, so not three goals a game, but no, it just, even two goals a game, you're, you're cooking. Well, just make yourself and, competitive, right? Is yeah. essentially the point, right? You're in every game. Yeah, exactly. And I think they take themselves out of, of out of a lot of games, which is unfortunate, but this will be an interesting game. I mean, let's make a prediction here uh, as well. Uh, you start, Robbie. I'm going to go two to two, a draw. That seems fair. You know, really does seem very fair. Uh, I'm I'm just going to edge on Sassuolo's side here, just because Lazio has just been so absolutely unpredictable. Two one, Sassuolo. I almost went that way. It just at Sassuolo, it just feels like it's definitely going to lean that yeah. way. Um, it's I I just don't have faith in Lazio at all. No, I get that absolutely. It's uh, it's a, it's a shame too because this again this team's talented. You want to see some of these players really pushing, and Castellanos is is somebody you want to see growing in this uh, role, right? You got Provedel Ravella. Granted, is on loan. He's going back to U of A, but. He's a great player. He's been very uh, good. I like him. Yeah, very good. And then let's not forget, you got Luis Alberto, right? Like, it's not as if you're suffering on talent. Zakani, you know, he's a great young, young, young player. Again, not suffering talent wise. And we're we're not even mentioning Immobile, who's the sort of stalwart uh, up front. But it'll be it'll remain to be seen what this team can do for the rest of the season and I, i'd be surprised like you mentioned if they ended up second again they're really shocked honestly that would be stunning but, it would be oh, some absolutely. turnaround like something yeah. happened and they just went on a run like we we'd have to have a whole podcast just dedicated to that oh yeah <laughs> so uh I'm kind of hoping that doesn't happen because I might say some things about Serie A that I don't really like. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's move on to the other uh, Roma team, shall we? The actual Roma team, the one named Roma. <laughs> That's the one, not the one named after the region. The one named Roma. Anyways, Roma Monza, 6.30 a.m. Eastern in the U.S., and as you love love to mention every time, there's a twelve thirty game. It's a lunchtime kickoff. That's it right. That's what it is. It is. It's it is just true. what we call it. And sometimes you get the big teams sleeping. They're still yes. asleep. They haven't yep. woken up. You know? The espressos haven't hit in. <laughs> and I mean the Caprese that they had for lunch just didn't go through yet. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh Monza are a good team. Yes, they are. They haven't lost in five straight. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had two weeks to prepare for this. That's right. Um, majority of Mons players not on international break, so mm-hmm. they're they're ready to go. They've they have always shown up against the big teams. Yep. I mean, they're ahead of Roma in the table. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they've gotten big wins on the road this year at Sassuolo. They, they tied Lazio. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they lost to both Atalanta and Inter, but mm-hmm. they're a good team. They, yes. they don't concede often. So I, I would say I'd back a draw on this one. It just feels like Roma are getting hot. You know, we have criticized them a lot throughout the year. Yes, we have. Which Roma you're going to get. Um, but they scored four in back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. And then two against uh, Frosinone. Um, just feels like they're starting to find that form. But the lunchtime kickoff, all it's just, it's it's in my head. I've seen it enough times that every time I watch a lunchtime mm-hmm. kickoff, it just feels like the bigger teams are sleeping for the first 30 minutes. That's the other right. team gets a goal. And then, okay, so Monza to go up early, Roma to tie it late. That's my prediction, 1-1. Let's have it. Honestly, that's a great prediction. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't disagree too much with that. I mean, you're absolutely right about lunchtime kickoffs. I mean, they, they definitely have this notoriety that they've sort of built over uh, over time. We've definitely seen plenty of big teams just forget that they're playing almost. It's as if the, they ran late to the bus and they're like, oh, crap, I got a game I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that aside, uh, this Roma team is currently on fire, like impressively so. 2-0 win against Frosinone, who have been playing pretty well, mind you. I know it's Frosinone, but they've been playing pretty well. 4-0 against Servette, they should have done that. That's, that's some no-name team from Switzerland. I, I hadn't even heard of before this game. <laughs> um, if I don't know where this team comes from, then they should be a 4-0 win. That's just my, my, my rule. Um, <laughs> jokes aside, no disrespect meant to Servette or Swiss <laughs> soccer teams. I'm just saying. There's four leagues that actually matter in the, in the world, and then there's the rest. Um, Controversial opinion right there. But anyways. Cagliari, Roma, right? 4-1. That was a good victory. Granted, it is against Cagliari. Dead last currently. But whatever. Still 4-1. Hey, on the road, you got to get it done. That's right. So Lukaku is playing very well. Now, there is one wild card here, right? Dybala. We always talk about Dybala. I feel like every week it's Dybala is getting hurt. If he gets hurt, what happens? Here we are again. I know. What is going on? Yeah, it just... Oh, man, it's such a shame. He's yeah. such a good player. I know. But he can, like, sometimes the best ability is availability. And he doesn't have that. And Absolutely, man. Always, he's going to play 20 games a year. That's he's right. He's never going to play 35 plus. No. And when you are the guy, you got to play 35 plus. It's just, it is what it is. And he's only going to play 20. It's just yeah. every year. It's so frustrating. Oh, completely. Completely. I mean, it, it, it's beyond me. Um, because when you watch him play, boy, it just... It's something beautiful about the way he plays. It really is. And this team plays so much better with him on that in, in that lineup. And I mean, Juve did too. When he was a Juve, I, it, it was enjoyable. When he was on the field, it was beautiful. Of course, he was on, on the field honestly just about as much as he was as he was off the field so that, that's not a sentence i really want to say for my star player so the realities there are very complicated but 
I will say this team still seems to be pretty well positioned. Uh, you've got Belotti, right? Uh, Belotti's been playing very well. I mean, and, and you mentioned many times uh, throughout these podcasts that, you know, Belotti was really not performing under the ideal circumstances last season, so it shouldn't be indicative of what he truly is capable of. And you might be right, because he really is playing very, very well this season. I mean, this man has three goals and two assists, right? That, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good start to the season. Yeah, he's a solid player. He's not special in any way, but you right. know, with Torino, he was, you know, he was the guy. He was scoring goals when he needed to. Um but yeah, when with Tammy out, you just he's got to fill in and That's right. support Lukaku like what mm-hmm. a Lula partnership was. That's with right. Inter. Yep. Um that partnership canceled. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, Bellu uh, sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> um, partnership, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's just got to, he's playing well, got to keep going. Um, and yeah, you're going to have Europa League, so you're going to have a lot of starts where maybe Lukaku isn't playing every day. Um, yeah. Where you're going to have to fill in, especially with Tammy out. And That's you're right. going to be the guy. And with no Dybala inconsistently, like that, um, he's going to have to step up. Oh, he is. Absolutely. I mean, this is unfortunately one of those scenarios where I, I think we're going to, we might look, we might look at the end of the season and think if Dybala had been healthy, this team could have potentially been top four. I, I'm just, this is where I'm sort of picturing the season out. And if, you know, they sort of end up right outside of that top four, right? Maybe fifth or sixth spot somehow. If they continue this form, we might look at that, right? And say, if Dybala was healthy, hmm, what could have been, right? What could have happened? And that can be all the difference. Yeah, we're going to ask that question a lot every year then. (laughs) Yeah. When has he been healthy for a full season? Oh, you're right. And uh, before we let, too much of the oxygen get taken up by this Roma side. Uh, let's let's just give some due attention to this Monza team. By the way, you know they have some great talent on this roster. Uh, Lorenzo Colombo, who's a striker, he's a good young striker who's developing still. Obviously, it's a great setup for him to develop in. And you got a great coach. Paladino's a really great coach. He's doing amazing things with this team. I could definitely see him moving on to some bigger team uh, eventually. But the the player I always mention, Colpani, he is such a dynamic player. I mean, he is, uh, honestly, the heartbeat of this team. He's got four goals already. Um, Not a bad start to the season. And this Monza team is really good at clawing out victories. And even, heck, I mean, just getting big teams to just suddenly fall asleep. And uh, let's not forget Gagliardini, by the way. I just want to throw him out there for you because I know you love him so much. I was going to make such a positive comment about him, but now I'm not. Uh, I was going to be like, (laughs) you know, and the team midfield is just carried by Gagliardini. He is just the class of midfielders. When you think of class, you think of Gagliardini. He is just so beautiful and perfect in the midfield. You know, never makes a mistake, ever. Now tell me what you really think. Please. 
no comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't say those things live. I, um, I get it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> Family really, podcast. Copani was is has been great. Um, yeah. Vignato getting his debut and then goal. Um, That's right. It just feels like this is a good young upcoming team mixed Absolutely. with people who have been there. That mm-hmm. is something you can say about Gagliardini. He has That's been right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seen a Scudetto, D'Ambrosio. Mm-hmm. Can't say enough positive things about him. I mean, the heart on that guy. Oh, I know. No, sometimes the talent's lacking, but the heart, that is there. Interista, uh, through and through. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pasina, very good yep. player. Not, yes. Nothing to like be special, but a very solid player. Was very good for Atalanta. Right. Um, and consistently put in quality performances, consistently right. doing it for Monza as well. And it just feels like if you can get consistently solid performances, mm-hmm. you're going to be a middle of the pack team. And that's what they that's right. are right now. I mean, they're in seventh. Heck, maybe make a run at Conference League. And like you said with Colombo, like Colombo was awesome for Lecce last year. I always loved watching that Lecce mm-hmm. team. Um, him and Jolman were my two of my favorite players. That's um, right. um, sad to see Jolman go to yeah. sporting. Um, now people are like writing about him so positively, and I was like, I saw this last year. He <laughs> is good. <laughs> now the EPL is all over. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. But Colombo, like, let's see what he can do. Twenty one still, so like, if he can score some goals, his price tag is going to fly up. Oh, absolutely. I mean this uh, this team in general is intriguing, right? Because you, you've got the former heads of Milan, right, leading this project. Uh, Silvio Berlusconi's obviously passed away recently, somewhat recently. Um, but you still got that influence in that in that office. So when you consider how quickly they've been able to ascend from Serie B to Serie A and then perform, I mean, I speaking for myself, I did not expect Monza to be where they were last season. That just wasn't what I was considering. No. I mean, they, they did not seem likely to me that this team would do anything other than just survive. That That's all I was expecting. You know, try to maintain that... 14th, 15th, sorry, 14th or 15th position on the table, and you move on to the next season. You build. But they out far outdid any of that. And you've got to give it to, the, to that front office because they built a team that was solid. Solid enough to maintain uh, some sort of momentum. So with that, let's make our predictions. Mine, still the 1-1. One, one. Monza get one early, Roma get one late. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to do 2-1 Roma. That's fair. That's fair. Just because they've been on such a hot streak, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt in this game. Now, if they prove me wrong next week, oh, I'm not going to be so kind. Nope. If they prove yeah. me wrong, it's, it's game over next week. Well, uh, no benefit of doubt. <laughs> they got Inter well, at home. Okay. I mean, Inter's home. Oh, that, that. That's going to be a great game. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a great game. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it in length. Well, Bellu is going to be performing in front of what used to be Lula. So, mm. oof. That's going to be a bitter, bitter meeting. I have a feeling. <laughs> but anyways. 
Moving on to the next game, and I can't in good conscience move on without talking about Bologna Frosinone. Because these are two teams that are playing pretty well. And they've got some great young stars in their midst, right? Uh, this game is not exactly the most earth-shattering game of all time, but, you know, the thing is, like, they are good teams. They play good games. And, well, they do have some talent, right? Ferguson plays pretty well. Xerxes. I'm a, big, I'm, a, I'm a big Fergus fan. Yeah. I know you are. Now, are you just trying to, like, throw that out there because you want Inter to sign him? Is that what I'm getting no, no. here? We don't need Ferguson. I think he's <laughs> too far, far above, you know? Oh, wow. Um, wow. <laughs> no okay. offense wow. to him. Yeah, that <laughs> seems very cocky. Um, <laughs> very. It is very cocky. Um, look, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more, imp- like, I like Ferguson. Uh, more impressed with Orsolini. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'd gladly take Orsolini on the team. Um, oh, he it is just good, feels yeah. like Diego Mata has them playing really well. He um, does. They of course got the draw against Inter. Mm-hmm. Go down two nothing. You come back and get a result. Like shout out to them. That was most teams would fold down two nothing early on the road, and yep. they just kept fighting. And that's credit to Mata. Um, Xerxes is a good striker. Like, yes, he is. 22 years old. That's right. The goals will start coming. Scored against Inter. Mm-hmm. Um, Ferguson, it does feel like every every time Bologna are attacking, it's mm-hmm. even Morcellini combining. And yep. it's always it's a fun watch. The goals haven't necessarily been there for the no. Bologna side, but it definitely is a fun watch. Like, they're creating chances. Eventually, they're going to start going in. Right. Um and be that con- conference league threat that they can be. No, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Look, uh, Tiago Mota, I mean, we've talked about him before in this pod, right? So he's a good, good coach. Um, and I could, again, another guy, we we actually were talking about this before the we started the podcast, right? We are talking about how, you know, what would you think if uh, Tiago Mota went to Inter, right? As I became a new Inter head coach. And you said you were fine with it. Would you? Yeah. Would that still stand today? Yeah, I mean, I was very critical of Inzaghi. Probably. Yeah, yeah, you were in like January um, of twenty three. Um yeah. And then, of course, they made the run to the Champions League finals. You know, and I'd love to see Inzaghi take the next step and be able to actually lead them to a Scudetto. Yep. Um At some point, that's like you can't be losing your second star to no. Milan. Like that exactly. would be. Fireable, like, and I like the Milan team. I think they are a very good team and certainly yeah. a competitor for this Scudetto. But it's just you had one up on them. That's right. You didn't. You lost a Pioli. You got out coached by Pioli, and that mm-hmm. Milan team wasn't that great. But Scudetto champions, congrats to them. Um, right. And then you lose Napoli, and then this year, like three years in a row, that's unacceptable. Great, I you agree. can win as many Copa, Ita- Copa Italias, and I mm-hmm. really appreciate that. That's a trophy. Like, we, right. we want to win that. And great, Super Cup, I definitely don't care about that. But hey, congrats, <laughs> that's great. Keep winning those. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, Scudetto right. is the number one goal from an Inter perspective. You're not going to get to like Champions League finals. Like Obviously, we want to win those. That's like that's the right. ultimate goal. But of course, yeah. Naturally. That's less attainable mm-hmm. 
Scudetto is a very realistic goal every yeah. year that Inter should thrive for. And at some point, that's where you get measured by. That's right. Need Inzaghi to figure it out. If he doesn't, then yeah, I agree. Diego Mata, hop on in. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I agree with you. I get your point. Uh, if, you know, Juve um, is, a pri- is a priority for me as a fan is, is always that. So I, I see where you're coming from on that point. I think most fans will agree with that. Uh, you want to win your domestic league. Like that, that's a number one base foundational victory you want. That's it. You know, you can win all the Champions Leagues you want, but the reality is if you can't win your league, kind of falls a little flat. Not that I'm saying that the Champions League isn't, again, important. Coming from a true Juventus fan. <laughs> Listen here. Listen here. I don't want to hear this. Oh, this, is, this podcast will not devolve into chaos. <laughs> yes, I know, convenient coming from me. But hey, we've won Champions League, damn it. We have won them. It's just been a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. while. Well, let's not talk about it. All right, let's not talk about it. Please, all right. Can we can we just not talk about this? All right. I, I I don't want to be crying on this podcast. All right, so please. <laughs> but back to the Bologna game. Uh, prediction wise, I'd say Bologna and Frosinone ends in a Bologna win, two one. I just love two one today. What the hell's with me? Yeah, two one's <clears> a lot. I'm gonna go with. A one-one draw. Fair, just yeah. Like I mean, I'm going back to the wall with the one-one, but yeah, it just it just feels right. Frost and Frost and are a good side. Um, they don't keep a lot of clean sheets, but no. they do score score a good amount as well. They um, do. Bologna aren't a high powering team. No, but it just feels like one-one is the right. That that's what's calling me one-one. You know, it seems fair. <clears throat> you look at the last uh, 10 games that these both teams have played, right? Uh, and of all of those 10 games, six of them have been draws. So combined. Seems likely that a draw will happen. I just would like to believe I'm giving Bologna the benefit of the doubt just because um, I, I just think they do have some good off- offensive power and I think they can get that second goal. <clears throat> That's fair. Whereas Fosinona, I'm a little iffier on. Um, but we shall see where, where that goes. And with that, let's move on to the marquee matchup for this week, sir. Juventus versus Milan. My team. The team you were just, uh, you know, kindly, kindly dumping on a second ago. <clears throat> you know that team? Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very you... nice. Oh, yeah. So nice. So nice. I'll remember that when it comes to Inter time. I get it. But this is a big game. It's about as big a game as big gets. That's it. First place against third place. Now, we got two wrinkles here, don't we? We do. We have three. Magic Mike is gone. Well, that's true. Yes. So there's a lot of wrinkles going on here. But Magic Mike is gone. Teo is gone. And my boy Nicola Fagioli is gone. Oh, I was so four. I was going to say Chiesa. Ah, well, there you go. There's, there's that too. <laughs> but yes, Fajoli. Yeah, yeah yes. Fajoli is gone. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone forever. That's yeah. <laughs> wow, that's rough. <laughs> he's not gone forever. All right, let's chill out Just with those seven months, eight months, whatever it was. He's out of here. Um, yeah, so mean. What a matchup. You couldn't ask for 
much better first no, versus third. Can't. Um, but yeah, even so, yes, Mike Mignon is suspended. So is yes. Teo, and Sportiello is hurt. So Marante is going to get the nod for Milan. I would have thought Giroud would have gotten in before Marante. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. He might be higher on the depth chart, <laughs> but they need him as the nine. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I understand the struggle there. <laughs> but you know, just just a, a, a second there before we dive too deeply into this match it is totally i just want to mention a magic mic moment from last week the wwe style moment i mean he what i've seen much weaker attempts on in the ring at wwe uh events <laughs> he went full knee to the jaw i mean that was oh, impressive yeah. that was absolutely impressive what was he thinking? I don't know. I don't even want to start that conversation. But he really screwed them. He potentially could have screwed them for this game. He could have yeah. put his team in a really bad position here. Look, and from that Scudetto season, it always felt like Manyan was making saves that he should not be making. And yeah, it just felt exactly. like in it continued into last year that just like he kept them in games every time. The, the defense isn't the most solid at the back and no. now you're without tail who is a decent defender in his own right yeah um you're gonna have to play florenzi and calabria as the wingbacks that's um, right or outside backs and it'll you're gonna need Morante to make some saves you do um and vlavic isn't the easiest guy to track no no he's not and you know, when you consider that little bit, now, let's not forget one part of this equation, right? This Juve team aren't exactly high-flying currently, right? They've had a 2-0 win against Torino, which was, again, I, I get that I might be I might be overly critical, but I am a Juve fan. I will be hypercritical of my own team. And that's just the reality of it. This team has been underwhelming. Even a 2-0 victory against Torino, it doesn't say much to me because this is Juventus we're talking about, right? It is Juventus. We're not talking about Torino. We're talking about Juventus. So Juventus winning 2-0 against Torino, that is expected. Good. That is what should happen. 0-0 draw with Atalanta, in my mind, not, not good enough. That was a bore of a game. And uh, I, th I think you agreed with me on that. Um, 1-0 win against Lecce I mean just barely scraped by barely and then losing 4-2 to Sassuolo which was just disastrous uh, worldy worldy by Gatti uh, beautiful beautiful goal uh, into his no net <laughs> and then Juventus winning 3-1 against Lazio which was a good game that was a good game with all that said I'm just pointing to the inconsistency. So we sort of are in a position where we might get a situation where this Milan team is having to fend off a lot of Juventus attacks or hyper-conservative Allegri ball that we just love so much on this podcast. Like, I, I mean, we just clamor for it. And we see nothing happening. That's where my fear is. What do you think of it? Yeah, I mean, Allegri ball isn't really exciting. It's no. defend, 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 counter, 
maybe get a goal of individual brilliance from Chiesa, uh, Vlavic, or Gatti. Um, That's right. And yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I just criticized Milan's defense like four minutes ago. But That's right. in seven wins, they've allowed three goals. Yep. Because they've allowed eight because they lost five to one to Inter. That was embarrassing. That was absolutely But outside that, yeah. you take out the Inter game, like they, they mm-hmm. looked unbelievable. Yeah, so they have. They're top of the table. Um, yep. It's hard to criticize because that was such a blemish. Mm-hmm. But they look unbeatable. Yeah. When they're not facing Inter. And I expect that to continue. It just right. feels like, with even without Teo, even without Manyan, it just feels like they're in such good form. Yeah. Um, when not playing Champions League either. Uh, like they just keep winning games mm-hmm. and scoring goals for fun. They're averaging that two goals a game. That's exactly what you need. Right. Um, and it just feels like team-wise, they defend right. well. They, don't, they do. might not have the individual players that are excellent, mm-hmm. but team-wise, they're doing great. Pulisic looks like a great buy. Yes, um, yes he does. And let's talk about the storyline of uh, four Americans are going to play meaningful minutes in this game. Uh, yep. Pulisic Musa versus yeah. McKenny Wea. That's, I mean, that, when, I can't tell you the last time meaningful minutes by meaningful right. players happened. Yep. Like when Venezia was in Serie A, mm-hmm. we of course had Busio and Tessman. That's right. But those mm-hmm. aren't meaningful players. Like these no. are four stars yes, on USA. they are. Yeah. And they might not be Serie A stars. I mean, Pulisic is. Could become one, yeah. But um, mm-hmm. this is a big game for not only Milan Juve, but Very. in Serie A, but for USA. It's a big, big step. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big uh, moment for all of us as uh, so, uh, U.S. soccer fans, right? Um, this is the kind of game you want to see. Uh, you want to see your team's uh, national team stars out there uh, in prominent matches like this. And this is a marquee matchup where you can't really, you can't get much higher than this, right? Juve Milan is about historic, as historically relevant as it gets in the football world. And uh, when you see four of your best players, your starters, uh, playing in one matchup like this, this is significant. And I'm sure Burhalter or his staff will be watching this game closely. For sure. Um, now, you know, as far as let's just diving, uh, sorry, let's just dive right into the predictions. With all the stuff we just said, I would venture to say that this game ends up in a draw. 1-1. Doesn't seem like much more is going to happen to me. Uh, I could be wrong, of course, but that's just it. What do you make of it? I could see it being, like, really low scoring. I could see this place all, all, all over the place. I'm trying to wrap my head around this, and mm-hmm. I just keep falling on a 3-2 to two Milan win, which seems so high scoring. And I don't have any faith in it. I just, I see Marante as playing goalie. And it just, Mm -hmm. it screams mistakes and high goals. And Milan are such a high vibes team. Yeah. Pulisic, Leao, Drew, um, Rogers has been really good. Musa, we'll see what happens. And I just think 
there's going to be an early goal. It's going to change right. the complex of the game. Um, and it'll make Juventus step up more and push mm-hmm. more. And Vlavic is going to have a really good game. Um, as much as that pains me to say. I, really want <laughs> well, I appreciate you Vlavic, giving me a compliment. I, yeah, I like him as a player. No, he's a good player. Yeah, he is. It's all these Fiorentina guys that just go to Juventus. I know. Bother me at Fiorentina. I know. And then I get they bother it. me for Juventus. Like Chiesa, I can't stand the guy. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because he, you know, he's that has that kind of like whining face. You know, I, I understand you what you're saying. Just like, you're just like, wow. He does complain a lot. Yeah, yeah. You're just the worst. He's such a good player, though. Um, but yeah. 3 2, Milan. 3 2. Lock it in. I mean, uh, I, I get why you're saying that. I mean, you look at the two-star players, the top scorers of, the, of each of these teams, right? You've got Giroud, four goals, three assists in seven games. In seven games. Immortal. Yeah. He's, what, almost 40 years old. This man's almost 40 years old. And he played goalkeeper the week before, and, and not just played, <laughs> but he played. Made saves. He played. Oh, yeah. That was a ballsy attempt. That was a, he went for that ball. That was oh, impressive. Yeah. And uh, then you have Lavich, you know, seven point two, uh, you know, on 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 that rating scale there for the season. Four goals, one assist, six games. That's that's a good line. That's a good line. Good season there, uh, start wise, anyway, so far. Now, I just want to throw this out there in case I'm the only one that that's ever thought about this. Can you imagine if Lavich and Chiesa stayed at Fiorentina right now? If they were there right now with this high flying Fiorentina team. I just got chills for like a second. All vibes. Oh man, Those that would have plus just... Nico Gonzalez. Oof. Oh my Oof. god, that would have been unfair. Oof. That would have been unfair. That would be exciting. But alas, yeah, don't have that. it's a shame. But Fiorentina did just open up their state of the art training complex. By the way, just want to give them a shout out. That's it's a beautiful, go. beautiful uh, complex. And uh, Rocco Camiso is a wonderful owner. I mean, he really is doing an amazing job with his Fiorentina team. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit, honestly. He gets he gets a lot of crap for no reason. Uh, partially because he's American. That's the other thing. You know, he's he's this American business guy comes in, and we've seen many Americans come in and screw up Italian teams. Fair. Let's not forget Mike Piazza. Um, <laughs> uh, God, that guy. But anyways, before I just totally devolve into why Mike Piazza is a bad owner. Um, let's move on to some of the, uh, just quickly through some of the Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League matchups this week. Uh, of course, you've got uh, Inter Salzburg we already talked about. Uh, and then the next matchup on Tuesday is Napoli-Union Berlin. What are we expecting from this, Robbie? Napoli's got to have it. It just... Yeah. Union Berlin are a much better pot four team than right. you get normally. Um, but it's the first time in Champions League they haven't lost. They haven't won in forever. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row they've lost. And it's halftime in their game as we speak and they're down one nothing. So it's just like <laughs> you gotta have it. This team they consistently are losing. The morale is not there. <laughs> Napoli are up two nothing as we speak as well. So like, I get the Rudy Garcia out. He's like you don't have a coach, and the vibes might not be great within the Napoli team, but you just got to rely on the talent and get it done. Like I like Robin Gosens. I like Becker. Yeah, 
I like um, Jordan P. Fock for Bern, Berlin, but it's just you got to have it. It's it's a must-win game, especially when you're competing with Braga to get that second spot. Um, That's right. After the Madrid loss, you, you got to have it. I completely agree. Uh, there's no reason why this game ends in anything other than the Napoli victory. And that would set them up pretty well at that point as well. If they're able to win this, they'd be second place for sure, right? Just because of the Real Madrid matchup head-to-head. Uh, but <clears throat> they didn't exactly lose that by much, by the way. 3-2 is not a not exactly like no, a margin no, they where... Played, they played well. They just happened yeah, to have... they did. They ran into Jude Bellingham. Exactly. Right? Like everybody else is figuring out, right? <laughs> uh, he seems, everyone seems to be running into this man now, uh, but... Um, let's not forget he's just what 19, 19 years old is that what he is 19 or yeah, 20 his, that's crazy his games played though is crazy he can't I know. keep it up no like, he can't he is playing an absurd amount of yeah. minutes like he should be like football age wise he's like 26 because yeah. of how often he's played no and this is like reminding me of Pedri like you gotta think that catches up to him oh I, I agree I mean that's what happened with Pedri right to an extent um, you know, Barcelona youth. I mean, he played mm-hmm. so many games that year with Spain and Barcelona. And then it, it sort of hit him, I, I think. Naturally, it's going to do that. You're right. That's a fair point, Robbie. Um, but yeah, this uh, Napoli team should win. And they should be comfortably second place there. Yeah, and they already won in Portugal so for the, versus Braga. So mm-hmm. they're sitting comfortable if they do get this win. And yeah, you have to assume that Braga does not beat Madrid. If they do beat Madrid, that is... <laughs> That's yeah. not ideal for Napoli. No. Because no, it not. puts all the pressure on that second Braga game. Absolutely. Which is not a position you want to be in, especially the way no. Napoli have been playing recently. Exactly. Uh, so now moving on to the next matchups for the Champions League here. Lazio-Feyenoord. This is a tricky one, right? Very, very tricky game for Lazio. Yeah, Feyenoord are a good team. They're, yeah, they are. People don't really talk about them as much because they're in the Dutch League, but you know, they're fun, exciting, um, solid team. Lazio really haven't looked good in Champions League. They've, no, they've not. They scored last second to tie Madrid at the mm-hmm. um, with Providel, the world-class header, um, and then scored last second to beat Celtic, which, you know, isn't really anything to write home about. Celtic aren't really no. a good European side. They're very good mm-hmm. in Scotland, but just they're a bad team when it comes to yeah. the Champions League. So yeah, I, I would I would back Feyenoord in this game. They're home. They're a good team. Gotta have it for them. They're the pot one team here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Feyenoord two, wins 2-1 since we love that 2-1 scoreline. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy a 2-1 scoreline, obviously, as uh, <laughs> seen today, but I can't disagree with you. I mean, this is, you're absolutely right. I mean, they're unbeaten five home games, Feyenoord. Uh, so uh, there's no real hope for Lazio, I think, here in this matchup. Uh, it's just not going to, I don't think it's going to fall their way either. Uh, I'd say 2-0 uh, Feyenoord. Um, it's unfortunate, but, you know, this Lazio team just doesn't exactly inspire confidence. And with that, uninspiring matchup. Well, uninspiring in some ways anyways, but PSG Milan. That's the last for this week's Champions League matchups. Now, just a little fact. 
Milan haven't lost in six matches. Something to keep an eye on, right? They have played very poorly in this Champions League so far. This has been a, a real interesting start. So where yeah. are we? I mean, two zero zero draws that yeah. should have had a, a thousand goals in both of them. It yep. just—it's not ideal, and no. it's interesting of what we'll see happen because not only are they playing PSG, which mm-hmm. is a massive game on the road at the Park Princes. That's right. You not only have Juventus this weekend that we talked about. Next weekend, you're away to in Naples. So that's right. You have three massive games in a row mm-hmm. that you're gonna have to prioritize. Some of them, like you're gonna have to, like Leal probably doesn't start all three. No. So I mean, if he does, then okay. Um, <laughs> like he's gonna be drained for the next one. Yeah. Um, so at some point, you got to rest some guys. So you do. Which one are they gonna prioritize? Um, feel like you got to come away with the draw in this game. Yep. Just because you've drawn two, so you're in a fine spot. You're not, you haven't lost games, but you need to win games at some point. And then when you go to on the road to Paris, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, just don't lose on the road. Exactly. So just get a point. You're at three points after three. It's not the best, but it's not mm-hmm. the worst. You haven't been losing games. So that means other teams aren't getting the three on you. Um, exactly. But then you just got to be, you got to be PSG at home. It's just when you start to draw your map of how to get mm-hmm. out of the group, draw here, win next time against PSG. That is the map. Oh, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, there's this is an opportunity. This is an inflection point for them, right? They, they could they could go either way, and if they win, this is setting them up to do great things. But and, and so let me before I make my next point, uh, this. PSG team isn't exactly without its drama, right? It is dealing with a lot right now. It just was smashed in the mouth by Newcastle in a way that they probably did not expect. That could very much much have, have left some lingering you know, feelings there, right? So they're not exactly playing to their best right now. They're in a weird rebuilding, maybe, potentially phase. Not quite sure what to call it. But also this Milan team, like you just said, are having three big matchups. Juve, PSG, and like you mentioned, Napoli. It's hard to see how they maintain all three of those victories. If they do, it's, wow, I mean, this team is just, Mm -hmm. there's very little argument, right, against them. But uh, I I do think you're right. I think that... uh, this is going to be a tough atmosphere to play in as well. Parc des Princes is a is a really really tough atmosphere to play in. So I'm going to give this to PSG. Unfortunately, I don't think Milan is going to pull through. I think it's a one zero PSG victory. I actually agree. One nothing PSG. Mbappe is too much, and yeah. I think he'll get on the score sheet to to beat Milan. That's a good prediction. Yeah, I mean, I, I back that. Um, and now let's just quickly run through the uh, Europa League and Conference League matchups. Uh, Atalanta versus Sturm Graz. Uh, you know, that says it all. I think uh, they should win this. Right. Agreed. Atalanta. Gotta have it. And then Roma versus Slavia Prague. Now, this is mo- much more difficult of a matchup uh, than the prior one we just mentioned, but they still should win this. Yeah. Roma should have it. It's. Yeah. Slavia Prague have looked good. Yes. In their their groups 
Um, like they haven't lost basically the season. They right. lost in the qualifier, but they then smashed said team in the qualifier. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I mean, they beat Sheriff six nothing. It's it's at yeah. Roma, so Roma's got to have it. Yeah, I'd say two two zero Roma is my prediction. Um, I back that. They're just they have the talent. Slavia Prague Prague is a solid team, but they aren't a great team. Roma have to win that. Agreed. Yeah, two zero seems like a good fair score line. Uh, and then just a quick prediction: we didn't make a prediction on the Atalanta game. I'd say three zero seems like a good score line there. Um, for me, I anyways, will but... go five one. Boom. Five one. Massive wow. goals. All right. <clears throat> yes. I thought I was being together. crazy. No, no, no. Just goals, 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 goals. <laughs> and uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. We're going to stick with it. Yep. 5 1. All right. We're sticking with it. All right. Was, Sturm was home, but it doesn't matter. 5 1. Atalanta put on a show for the Damn. Austrians. They lighted it up for him, I guess. Huh. Wow. Yep. I like the confidence. Anyways, so that's that. Uh, and then uh, one uh, last itty bitty game here Fiorentina versus some. Uh, <clears throat> team from Serbia, Kukariki. Uh, I don't know Kukariki. I have no idea. I'm, I'm totally butchering this. I apologize to, to any fans uh, of a Serbian league here, but uh, I really don't know how to pronounce that. Um, yeah, Kukariki. Maybe that that seems about right. But it seems like a, a Fiorentina victory here, right? Like th- there's no reason why it should be anything otherwise. Six zero. Six zero. Yep. You know what? Ener- I'm loving this energy, Robbie. I'm loving this it's energy. It's just yeah, they are just yeah. class. And I'm gonna do three yeah. zero. Three zero. That all seems vibes. like a rational. All vibes. I mean, they are all vibes. Look at their scoreline for the season. They are all vibes. Uh, defensively, they're not exactly great, but we'll see. Now. That wraps up sort of our matches for this coming week, right? So let's just quickly discuss some of the rather massive news, right, with some pretty huge implications for Italian football. Now, the big thing that we're trying to target is the betting scandal that's currently roiling in Italy. Uh, 40-plus players have been implicated, right, last I checked? Yeah. We don't really know most of them. That wasn't right. We don't have a confirmation of there are right. forty plus. It was just that was a rumor. That was a rumor. Um, yeah, we know for right. sure two players have been banned. Yes, uh, Fagioli seven months, Tonali a year. So that's confirmed. So, the Tonali news is confirmed. Uh, I, I saw that. some report on it. Um, I think it was many players okay. wow. who aren't super reliable reporters, but you know they are elected <laughs> yeah, enough yeah. as like a public figure, right? No, I mean, that seems about right. Um, I expected that. The Tonali news doesn't shock me. Uh, One year uh, ban seems right where I was expecting. Seven months for Fagioli is, uh, that's going to be, that's going to hurt uh, Juve big time. That's going to hurt Juve big time. That's a huge, huge loss. Now, the next one, Zaniolo. That's going to be an interesting one to see what happens there. but. You know, I think players aside, maybe this is a bigger conversation to be had about the current state of football and betting, right? Because you see, we've, we were talking about this, we were joking about this before the game, 
how betting and soccer podcasts or whatever soccer you know shows or you see on TV, right? They're all over the commercial uh, advertising, all over. So what what do we do here, and what does this mean for the greater? I mean, that's a big question. I yeah. I don't know what we do going forward. Like the sponsorships, I think are fine. Like I don't have a problem with sponsorships, mm-hmm. like DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever, all that stuff. Just players right. just shouldn't be gambled. Like it, it ruins the integrity of the game. Like they one have like influence on the game. Of course, like Tonali was betting on Milan to win games. Yeah, they were playing mm-hmm. for Milan. Like yeah, now, granted, like that's not like a oh extra motivation or whatever. But like it just ruins the integrity of the game. You cannot be betting on games that you're playing and you influence the game. Right, and there's a lot of money in the industry not only of just whatever they're betting it just it's bad for any game any sport if players are betting on it. it's just right you can't you can't have that and you have to know better like it's it's bad when you know like the players are coming out and they're like yep i have a serious issue like yeah addiction is real but yes it is it's even worse when you start there's not even a minute like deniability like they no. no one's even denying it There's no no immediately no. being oh yeah. i'm sorry i'm i have an issue like wow like that yeah normally you know like papu gomez is banned for two years for b that's right he starts making the excuse oh i accidentally had the my son's cough cough syrup like yeah you get the excuses like these these guys aren't even giving me excuses. It's no, just, no. We, we are gambling on the sport. Like, what? Yep. Like, yeah, you should be suspended a year. Probably even more. Like, yeah. it sets a really bad precedent that you are gambling on the sport. Like, what well, are you yeah. doing? And that's true. Only he's out for a year. Like, is he going to be the same after? Like, we don't know. I mean, yeah. It's not like you can train with your team. No, you like, can't. You have to just go on your own. And that's use right. your own facilities. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a tough, tough year that he's going to yeah. have to get through. Yep. And we'll see how that goes. I um, mean, yeah, that's very difficult. You're all, all great points, all great points. And uh, let's, let's not forget one one other implication here, right? Like you had Ivan Tony before this, right? And yeah. they came down with the hammer similarly. And, and it does make sense. You can't bet on the game. You, you just, you can't. If you play, you cannot bet, period. End of story. There's no conversation to be had about this. Otherwise, what are, what, what are fans following all of these leagues for, right? There's no point. Exactly. It, it ruins the integrity of the game. It ruins the integrity of the sport completely. And you don't really know what's what at that point. Even if you're winning for your team to, uh, you're, you're betting for your team to win, rather, it doesn't matter. Just because you're not betting for your team to lose so you can essentially manipulate it, doesn't mean that you're not doing something that still shouldn't be done the reality is if you're playing in a league especially the top fours you should not be betting on your league i say especially just because they're more relevant to the media landscape unfortunately there's plenty of lower leagues where this kind of stuff happens a lot Uh, a lot of the lower leagues uh it, it, it runs rampant let's just put it that way um but the higher leagues set the standard, right? The Premier League, the Serie A, La Liga, and uh, Liga set the bar. So you have to be stern on this. This is how 
I do believe it goes top down. And if the, the teams at, or the leagues at the top say, well, we are not allowing this, this is not acceptable, I think that that will go make its way down to the lower leagues. And everybody gets out the same standard there. So it's unfortunate, you know, because, we, you know, the footballing world loses a player in Tonali who has been incredible for Newcastle so far. Potentially Zaniolo as well, depending on what happens. Um, and then, of course, Fajoli's gone for seven months. That's a long period for him as well. He's developing, right? That's yeah. huge, critical. And, and not only that, but, like, also, like, Italy aren't exactly qualified for the Euro right now. No, no, like, not at all. they have to go against Ukraine. They have to go against Macedonia, yeah. you know, their favorite. Don't remind um, me. <laughs> and they got to get four points out of those games. Yes, they do. And... I, they're going to be missing some of their best players. So it's yep. like, and then once we start hearing about these 40 plus players, like, okay, who are these players? Like exactly. how severe are their penalties? Yep. Um, like if they are all Italian, that is seriously bad for the Very bad. FA, Serie A, mm-hmm. all of it. Um, I mean, they will get the penalties they deserve if they are gambling on these games. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. I mean, the repercussions are pretty bad. It's, it, it you know, it's, uh, the thing is, we, we talked about the culture of the, uh, outside of the podcast before, right? Uh, the last massive scandal that just, let's be serious, it took the league down the drain. That's what it did. Uh, and rightly so, right? Because it just ruined the confidence fans had in the league. They didn't know what they're watching. Yeah. Right. And if, if people watching can't tell if this game is actually being played for real, like their players on the field decide the game without any outside influence, then you don't have a product. And that's really what this is at the end of the day. The game, the league, the players, the managers are all products, products that are advertised, they're marketed to fans all over the world. And if you don't have a product that is good, that people can believe in, and there's nothing to be said. For sure. So if this turns into Cachopoli-style scandal, and, and I do want to put a little footnote here in saying that the Italian media is also very reckless at times, <laughs> uh, especially yes. including with, with uh, Nicola Barella's uh, recent blow-up at the Italian press, which I can't blame him for because they essentially included him in some rumored list of players that supposedly bet. And he was livid, understandably. Um, I'd be too if you know my name was thrown around on, on those circles for no reason. So I think it's better to just let this play out, but I did want to cover it in, in the manner we've covered it, uh, just, just because it does have huge implications for the for this league. And uh, I think that, that we'll leave it at that on that, on that point. Uh, before we leave, though, uh, I do want to discuss one quick thing, and this is a stadium saga for Inter and Milan, right? So what's the latest on that, Robbie? Well, it looks like both are moving out of San Zero, which is sad, but good as well. Um, San Zero is just so awesome. Like, it's yeah. one of the best stadiums in the world, if not the best. Absolutely. And it looks like Inter will be out by 28-29. Mm-hmm. Um, is when Zanetti said 
that's probably the realistic date in they're looking in Milano, I believe. Uh, Milan have an actual set place. They do. They've yeah. bought and they will start building. Um, so again, stadiums take a while, so it'll be three, they four do. years. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's good for both clubs to play Agreed. in separate stadiums. Mm-hmm. You look at the San Siro pitch, it's yeah. awful. Yeah, and it is. You not only have AC Milan and Inter playing on that pitch, you have the Italian team playing on the pitch sometimes. So it's just like it gets used constantly. Yeah. And the pitch is not quality no. that it should be for top yep. teams. Absolutely. And it looks like we're back like in the Europa League watching Ronaldo run down a, <laughs> just a cow pasture. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, the new stadium should be exciting. Like, once yeah. they're actually built, they mm-hmm. enters at least, they said they're going to make it based on SoFi Stadium in LA and top oh, interesting. in England. So it'll be interesting to see that kind of design. It's the uh it's it's definitely the you know the influence uh, of, of American stadiums, right? Our, our stadiums in, in this country are very much so entertainment complexes. For sure. And I think the soccer teams around the world are taking on that same uh, appeal. Mm-hmm. Um I will say I mean there's downsides to that. It definitely removes some of that character, right? Like the San Siro's got character. I mean, just wow, Absolutely. what, what a place! But renovating it, not exactly ideal. Uh, financially, probably way, way too big mm-hmm. of a, for sure, uh, of a toll to take. Uh, now, if this was Real Madrid and you had the finances of a Real Madrid or Barcelona, you'd probably be fine. But this <laughs> is not. This is Milan and this is Inter, uh, and so that's that's that. But. I have heard, at least on the Milan side, the stadium is um, 70,000 seat stadium. Um, So that's good. They're supposed to maintain that large complex. Uh, What what about the Inter Stadium? Have you heard anything about that? Same. I believe they are looking for 70, 75. So I I like that. You consistently get that type of crowd. So why why, why change? Oh, absolutely. Especially given the fact that, um, like, like you just said, I mean, that you can picture this. I mean, the atmosphere is going to, you could arguably say it's even better with this, you know, in the future, because, um, what's well, like the crosstown competition, right? Fans really get amped up on the walk over to the, uh, to the opposing team stadium. Mm-hmm. There's a bit For of sure. a different uh, feel to it, but, uh, it's, it's going to have like the feels of like the, the Liverpool, uh, Everton, you know, style, uh, yeah. you know, stadium difference there. It's like, Oh yeah. Literally like 0.5 miles. If that, yeah. Between the two. So yeah. it'll be interesting, but with that, this podcast ran a little longer than we anticipated, but it's all right. It's all right. Okay. Cause we got some we good fun. content. That's right. That's right. That's all that matters. Uh, thank you for joining us this week, everyone. This is the conclusion of episode six. We will be back next Wednesday, barring any technical difficulties, right? Robbie. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, well, thank you for joining me, Robbie. Uh, it was a great convo. Thanks for having me. We will be back next Wednesday. We are on social media everywhere. Instagram, threads, Twitter, or X as it's called now. Uh, YouTube. Follow us. Right, Follow Robbie? Subscribe. They should. Yes. That's right. Thank you. Become a fan. That's right. Follow us on this journey as we learn how to podcast. <laughs> but uh, with that, thank you for joining us again. 
Have a great day. And uh, fino alla fine, Juve is the number one. Let's be serious. Forza Enter. No, let's, don't lie to people. That's all you need to know. Forza yeah. Enter. I'll let it go this time. It's all right. Ciao. Ciao.